Thanks, Aaron. You know, once in a while in the locker room, Tom had to put his foot down on me, you know, control me a little bit, yell at me, get that <laughs> scream going. But let me tell you something about Julian. First off, he calls himself the squirrel. You want to know why he calls himself the squirrel? Because he is a squirrel. He's furry. He's furry. He's cute. He's elusive. He's feisty. And most importantly, whenever he gets a chance, he gets that nut. Just like he gets a first down. Just like he gets the touchdown. Just like he'll give you a catch when you need it. Hey. 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 Scudder, my brother, was happening? Hey, fantasy. Decision. We talking touchdowns. Receptions. Yeah. Interceptions. Yeah. They got a band to kicker, we need that correction. Talk mouth, we flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy, it's session. What it is, hopefully is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session, the podcast. Today is September the 10th, and the the boys is back in town, presented by the Real Deal Fantasy HQ, as always. Wherever it is that you're listening to this at, make sure you subscribe, comment, like, leave a uh, a review, tell a friend to tell a friend uh, where you've been. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Week two, not week two, part two. Here he is. Bruh, that was... The greatest game ever, bro. God, I miss football so yeah. freaking much. That was the that I couldn't ask for anything more, bro. That was that was great, bro. It was a, that was the epitome of I miss football. Yes, bro. They they picked the perfect game to start us off on this 2021 year, bro. Everybody pretty much had a good game except for a couple. Um, you know, Evans and Zeke. Uh, and then Rojo, but everybody, I feel like you use I mean, if you play Rojo, I mean, you had to expect that. It's no way, you know, that had to be in the back it. of your mind if you started him, bro. I told so. y'all not to start them, boys. Um, but was, I feel like Dak, Dak came out there and had a great game. I really, that's what I was most impressed by. Dak and CD Lamb, CD Lamb is gonna be a monster. That's yes, bro. And they, they, bro. They threw the ball a lot, bro. It's like the exact, it was like 50 same times year right? last year, bro. Yes, bro. And that's how they started off last year. And I'm so glad that they are not hesitant to do the same shit this year. Dak in his first game back and he do that much, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. Um, are but, you-, you know, it's a couple storylines. I was about to say, but- so are you scared of Zeke? That's that's the big topic out there right now. Zeke and Dun-dun-dun. Tony Pollard actually getting a lot of play. You mentioned that in our group chat yesterday. So are you? Are you? how do you feel about Zeke going forward? I mean, it's 17 weeks, so it's going to be, you know, Workload gonna be a little different this year, but uh, man, if the defense can't stop nobody, I'm a little worried because they're gonna have to be in that mo- in that little game plan to score. And with that game plan, didn't look like it involved Ze- Zeke a lot. I can't deny him. Get 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 up by CD the ball, bro. <laughs> Real yeah, he's a monster, bro. Get him. The but ball. yeah, as far as as far as Zeke, man, like I feel like. He- Everybody was pretty much tempering expectations coming into that game. Tampa Bay was a, a great rush defense last year. Mm-hmm. So it was a, I feel like it was a little bit of that. But, it, I mean, to me, I guess we'll see going forward. But to me, it did look like he might be – he might have lost a step, bro. Like, it was, it was just certain plays where it just seemed like he didn't have that that quickness that he usually has. And Zeke's never been a quick guy like that. Like, he, you know, he's never been known for his just his speed and quickness and shit like that. But – it just seemed like he he kind of lost his stuff a little bit, bro. It's it's 
I'll shoot, I'll shoot Zeke and Bell. I don't think he lost a step, man. I think he um he made a lot of great pass blocks last night. Uh, I yeah. feel like that was the oh, game yeah. plan, and that and that's what that's what he was put out there to do. He did his job, man. I, and I seen when he when he like he did on. I know the play you talking about down toward the goal line, but he did move a couple pounds last night too. So I, I don't think I'll, I'll, it was I'll that play. And then it was another play where he tried to hit the corner, bro, and he just it just looked but like he see, was running slower that, than I'm usually used to seeing. I see. The first quarter looked like that, but like he made some a couple of runs in the fourth quarter or so when they ran to the uh the, what was that? That would be the left side for them. Um, he looked decent on that run. Yeah, and he, he hit the edge. You know what I'm so so Man, what? I mean, like, like Zeke has always been a guy with volume. He ain't never been like that, you know. One of the players that you can get a ball to 12 times is going to break a big play. He's always been like that volume type guy. So I just feel like down the line, when they're in game scripts where they don't have to just keep scoring, they went against the best, one of the best offenses and one of the best defenses in the league. So that's why I say I got to see a couple more games because they could have just went in that game like, bro, we got to score and we got to do it quick. I saw a tweet by uh, Nathan Jank from PFF. Um, that he was pretty much saying that, like, because somebody said, like, he got game scripted out or something like that, and, and he was like, I mean, if you draft a guy at 105, he shouldn't have a fear of being game scripted out, bro. So it's just, it's I wasn't just something to monitor. Yeah, I wasn't drafting him 105. I mean, he was in the first round, though, and I just feel like in the first round, like, it's, it's not too many. You shouldn't be getting game scripted out as a first-round pick, so. Like I said, I'm not overreacting. I'm not going out here and selling him low. I mean, I mean, I will even make some offers for him. But it is something to monitor. Keep your eye on, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, before we is. go, before we go any further, man, let's give a, a moment of silence. Special shout out to uh, all the black fallen queens and queens out there. All right, now nah, and we back and we back. I have almost. Oh. But hey, but one more, uh, another one thing, more thing. One more thing about. I was about to say okay. one more thing about the Dallas. Michael Gallup, I don't know if y'all caught that news, but Michael Gallup is out for the next uh, three to five weeks, I want to say. Easy. And he was getting a lot of targets last week. Last, uh, yeah, that was strange, though. That, that was, you know. But, yeah, PPR, it means a lot. How do y'all, how do y'all feel about the receiving core for Tampa Bay? Uh, you know, Godwin and AB both had great games. And Mike Evans, not so much, bro. So um, worried uh, about Evans, kind of expected it, like the Zeke I, situation. I, I just feel like, like last year he was mainly TD dependent. He was getting, you know, 67 yards, and then he was getting a touchdown or two. Almost every game he was getting a touchdown. So pretty much we knew coming into this year he was going to be TD dependent. Um, Godwin is good. He got like 14 targets. So Godwin is the guy right there for sure. And uh, it's gonna be between Brock and uh, um, AB, and the rest to fight it out, kind of. I don't think I'm like um, as off of Mike Evans uh, as everybody else. I think I, I mentioned it last, whatever the episode was, that he had the hardest matchup. You know, Trayvon Diggs was expected to make the big leap um, in his second year, and they had. Um, they, we already knew that the slot matchup. I can't remember the guy's name right now, but he was like the most targeted uh, slot corner in the league and so i already knew that they was gonna go after him so it wasn't a surprise i'm just saying i feel like we everybody should cool down and i also think that ab is back yeah he looked super great man his route running bro it just it it really bruce arians wasn't lying bro he he does look like nuts jb out there bro um but i think like in terms of like matchups and stuff going forward like 
you know, it's part of the equation. That's how I look at it. Like a matchup is part of the equation. But for a situation like Tampa Bay, I think you might need to make that a little bit more part of the equation with them because I just don't see Tom Brady forcing it to anybody who has a rough matchup out there. Like he's he's going to throw to the open guy out there, and he has a lot of options. So that's just something to look for going forward. Look at that matchup, man, and, you know, kind of decide from there which one you want to play. And uh, running back, it looked like you can start for net for the next two weeks. <laughs> I don't, and I don't even know that. We were talking about the that same in the group shit. chat. I'm not man. buying it. I'm not buying it. Rojo fumbled, like and then he comes out and starts next week. Leonard Fournette actually started this game, I believe. Like, he got the first yeah. snap, didn't he? So, and he got yeah, more he snaps before the fumble happened anyway. So, I mean, I don't know. I always, like I said on the last episode, I'm, I'm off the, that backfield, like Buffalo. Yep. Um, but let's get into some of the news and notes since the last time we potted. Um, of course, the Latavius Murray news and the Devonta Freeman news, if you want to call that news. It's just the old running back committee over there. And Tyson Williams, who I believe is the running back to have. Um, do y'all feel any differently? Like that, we'll touch on that this week. I guess we, we, we could touch on that when Tyson. we get to the game. We, we reviewed the, the, the Ravens this week, so we could talk about that when we get to the game. What you want to talk about it now? No, nah, we good. All right. Um, huh? Third about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Curtis <laughs> Curtis Samuel is out uh, this week. Um, officially, Austin Eckler did practice on uh, today, which is Friday when we recorded it. So whenever you listen to it, he did practice. But Carlos was mentioning that he is um, a little bit off of the Eckler. Um, I think if he's on the field, he's a good to go. So I'm I'm not gonna it's not, like 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 we said, man. Don't make it weird week one. Yeah, and that's how I feel like. The, I hope I, f- I hope that they do the right thing and just go ahead and let him rest for one week, bro. Because if he starts, you have to play him. Mm-hmm. But it's, mm-hmm. this is a guy who missed a lot of the year with that hamstring, horrible hamstring injury last year. And now it's bothering him again leading up to week one. So I was watching um, a video that Dr. Child posted on. A, he's like the pro football doc on Twitter. And he was pretty much saying that, like, if he plays, you should definitely not count him for being 100 percent because, like, you have a guy that's that's close to being ready for week two, like 100 percent for week two. Like, why would they risk that? in week one where they can make it worse for the rest of the year instead of just, you know, kind of like laying back this week and letting it like get to a hundred percent. So I'm definitely, um, I ranked him very low, bro, because I just want to let people know that's looking at my rankings that I am worried about that matchup. So are you making game time decisions with him though? Like actually thinking about pivoting off Austin Eckler, if he's on one of your teams personally, if he's playing, bro, like I like I have to play. He got himself high. You got to yeah, play. Yeah. That's why I, I like. Must start. I hope so like Curtis Samuel, for example. Like people wasn't sure if they should if he was on play or not this week. So he they, they you know they they made that designation early in the week. So now you have enough time to to plan for it. So I just hate that. I'd rather not be without my stud or be without my stud and you know have another plan ready than it being like game day and they say yeah he's gonna he's gonna play but he's gonna be on a snap count it's like bro, it's, mm. it's way it's more miserable than the other one uh so let's get to some news that people are not listed on the injury report we got kenny galladay not listed on the final injury report i know we made a couple jokes about him last episode but so that's good news to hear trey lance is officially not on the final injury report even though i don't think really nothing comes from that um well, maybe like a little couple packages which would suck for anybody starting jimmy g but you know, remember they was pretty much rotating them in that last preseason game they played together. 
This is uh, that would be so gross if they do that. Um, I know Saquon Barkley officially listed as questionable, but he's expected to play. Uh, Evan Ingram is officially out with a calf injury. Noah Fant, who you starting in your league that you had Evan Ingram? Uh, I picked up Jordan Akers if you didn't see it. (laughs) 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 Oh, my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was surprised you left him out there because I was like, damn, Carlos said he went and got him. Bro, I mean, come on, bro. I have like I know, but I thought you would have just like been an asshole. I thought you would have just been an asshole and blocked me out. Nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna just let you suffer through your pain and then come and get Kyle Pitts whenever you're ready. Speaking of tight ends, bro, tight ends in that (laughs) session takeover is like crazy. Yeah, like old. Like uh I'll tell you how many points Gronk scored later. But um, Cortland Sutton is good to go. Uh, We already mentioned the Michael Gallup news. Carson Wentz will officially start um, Sunday. Uh, This is some weird news. I I don't even hear nothing about this. Apparently, um, Stefanski. (laughs) Stefanski. Stefanski? The coach for Cleveland Browns? Yeah. Stefanowski. <laughs> Stefanowski. Um, y'all seen Big Daddy with Adam Sandler? Pause. Have y'all seen that? Nah. Bro, it's, no, it's the name of a movie, bro. Okay, well, you're not going to get the joke, right. so just carry on. Jesus. Man, uh, man. But apparently, uh, he hinted at OBJ uh, having a little bit of a knee injury and could be a game-time decision. I don't know if y'all heard that. So that's pretty gross. So be on the lookout for that. We'll try to keep y'all up to date on the uh, latest injury news. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is apparently still getting his legs under him, whatever that means. Um, his legs are done. Jameson Crowder is offic- is out with the COVID, so he won't be playing. Uh, I think that's all the news I got. I mentioned Devontae Freeman getting signed. Uh, Naheem Hines signed a new uh, contract extension. Big money, why big money stack? Eight Facts, though. Um, Y'all got anything else? No, you signed No, nope, let's do it. Right, let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. Uh, let's get into it. First of all, I want, I want to say how many points Gronk scored. So, like, 43 points. That's crazy. That is wild. And, like, he's ranked as, like, our, awesome. Imagine what Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey might score 100 points. 100, yeah. I have him. <laughs> it's still good when you're in the same league and you don't see that player that's going off. It's like, ooh, glad I'm not playing against him. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but I did see a lot of Mark Cooper, though. But that's neither here nor there. We'll get to it. Um, So let's get into it. What was the last game we got to? I can't remember. Uh, the Seattle and Colts. Uh, so this game we are on is the – should be Minnesota versus Cincy. Yeah, I think so. Minnesota versus Symphony. <laughs> what does it say? Three-point favorite the Vikings are with an over-under 47. I checked it today, so I don't know if you got anything to do with Carlos. Um, yeah, I do, but I'd rather go with the updated ones. So. Uh, Kirk Cousins finished 11th last year, uh, 516 attempts, 420, uh, about 4,200 4, yards and 35 touchdowns. Yeah, uh, you know how Kirk Cousins always starts off slow, and then you know he, he usually picks it up. But now he he with uh, Justin Jefferson out there. Do you still believe he'll start the year off slow? How do you feel about uh, Kirk Cousins coming in this week? Well, this week he's playing against the, the Bengals, who have a poor uh, defense and are without William Jackson, their starting corner. So he's a great streaming option, and 
streaming option and one quarterback leaves and two quarterbacks leave, feel safe firing them up there. Uh, beware the Vikings are run heavy, though, so Cousin Sealant is, is capped if you don't get touchdowns. And um, unless the game turns into a shootout and one QB leagues, you can find a better matchup. But if you waited late and got a Tua who is uh, facing New, New England defense, your boy right. Cousins would be a better matchup. Uh, Cook goes against a defense that allowed five yards per carry. He's a stud, so you're starting him. Wide receivers, you're starting J.J. off rip, especially with William Jackson, you know, injured. And now J.J. is going to eat. Thielen should – it's going to be always a start this year now. He should be uh, the red zone guy since Irv Smith is out. So he's going to score a lot of touchdowns again. I can see 10 touchdowns this year for Thielen now with uh, Irv Smith out. He's cousin's favorite target in the red zone to back that up. So uh, I got JJ in, uh, finishing as around the wide receiver one and Thielen in the wide receiver two back in three range if he doesn't get a touchdown. And that's what I got on that side of the ball. Y'all got anything else? Who is Williams? You said Williams is her. Who is Williams? I said the cornerback William Jackson is out for the Bengals, so they top oh. corners out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I pretty much got um, – I pretty much agree with everything you said there. Start yeah. the receivers, start the running back, quarterback. Don't make it weird. Yeah. All right, going to the other side, we got my boy Joe Burrow back from his uh, major injury last year. You know, they upgraded O-line. It's his first game back, and he's going to get a uh, decent defense. Wherever you drafted it, him, you got to start him. But in one quarterback league, if you can pivot somewhere, uh, I would just sit him for a better matchup, just see how the O-line do against this D-line moving forward, and um, and just like to see him bounce back from injury. But Joe Mixon right here, he's a must start. He averaged 22 catches before the injury last year. No Gio Bernard there to take away his uh, receptions at the backfield. 22 catches? That's how much he averaged? I said 22 touches before the injury. And oh, I said touches. Damn. You said catches. You said catches. You said Listen, I said he averaged 22 <laughs> touches and Gio Bernard is gone. So now nobody's there to steal his receptions out the backfield. So Mixon is going to lead the team in touches in a team that's going to score a lot because of their defense is not well. I love Mixon all this year. And this defense, Minnesota defense, allowed five yards per carry, two running backs. So he's a must start. Lock feels safe with Mixon. Love him this week. Uh, next up, Chase struggled in camp and could start slow. Uh, so when you draft him in redraft, you can feel safe just kind of send him and until we see how he's going to be used this game. Uh, but uh, he's the third passing option on the team, and they could play a big conservative just to get Joe Burrow back into, you know, action. But star T. Higgs, he's a wide receiver, two, three, and he should get most of the target share throughout the, the year for sure. Um, Boyd is more of a 3-4 and is uh, better suited in your flex. I feel more comfortable with him in your flex. He would get the short work to the mid-range, playing the slot for the Bengals, and, uh, which allows him up well with Burrow, who's, who should be under pressure and have to get the ball out. So uh, I like Boyd and um, Higgins for sure. I don't know about Chase. How y'all feel about Chase? And I, the Bengals don't wait, even have a tight team. <laughs> yeah, I got Chase way to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I moved Chase way down in my rankings today, Ashley. Yeah, I would definitely want to wait and see for Chase because I, apparently this guy 
can't. Did you? Did you? Was that a real? Was that a real thing? <laughs> was that could have been dead what he said. You dead the fuck serious, bro? That's connected. Why would you say that publicly, bro? Did somebody did he, leak that combo, bro? Come on. There's no way that. Man. Did you hear what he said, Javar? Nah. What did he say? He said the 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 ball is different from the NFL, like the NCAA to the NFL, like bigger, the, the the way it's bigger. Pause and the way the line is lined up on the side, like it's hard to see him. And so, so like he just yeah. got to get. He said he got to adjust to catching the NFL ball. Come it's crazy, on, man. Well, that sounds like an excuse to me, boy. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like an excuse, bro. bro I ain't trying to a, hear that shit, boy. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. You had a whole year where you didn't play college football. They should have been throwing you regular NFL football. Why would they still be throwing you college footballs if you weren't in college, though, boy? It's <laughs> <laughs> dumb as facts, bro. But yeah, I'm not. But, uh, I'm not starting them. I I just got a couple questions. Would you start Cousins or Burrow on the other side? That's hard. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like um let me see what my rankings say. I think I like off the top of my head, I think I would go cousins. Yeah, I got cousins 15, Burrow 16. I mean Burrow 18. Yeah, cousins so yeah. one spot ahead of Burrow. I personally would start what? Burrow just because I feel like they're gonna throw it more. Yeah. You know, last year he was he threw the second most pass attempts in the eleven games before the injury. So I mean, it's it's splitting hair, but I'm just going with the guy. I think is going to have to throw. Yeah, more I'm about to be so. It's close though. It's close. I feel safe with Cousins getting like that, at least 15, 16 points. So if I feel like I just need them 15, 16 points, I'm gonna go with Cousins. But if I need a higher roof, you got to go with Burrow. I'm just scared yeah. of what that Bengals offense is going to actually look like. They're gonna yeah. have to throw. We know that much. That's true. That's it. Yep. All right, on to the next yeah, game. We got the 49ers and seven. And a half point um, favorite against the Lions with an over under of 45 points. We got Jimmy G starting gross, um, but he spent most of his uh, year last year hurt. Uh, he did put up a 19 point performance in week one last year and a week six 23 point performance. Uh, the Lions allowed the third most uh, passing yards per game last year in the NFL and allowed the most fantasy points to the quarterback position with 27 averaging 27 points a game. Uh, so I got Jimmy G as a streamable option just because I think um, the offense is, is a good offense. I just think Jimmy G is a not Trey Lance. So that's the only slight I really have against Jimmy G. So um, great matchup though. So yeah, you can't you can't you gotta play the matchup sometimes. So if you did stream your quarterbacks, I think that's a good matchup play. Um the court the running backs, uh, I know everybody's hot on Trey Sermon right now. I see a lot of him they got him top 30. Um he could get top 30 volume, but I'm not depending on it. I think Raheem Mustard for sure is gonna get the volume work. They showed it. Um he did play hobbled last year, but he is back fully healthy. The Lions gave up 25 points a game to the running back position last year. Um in the preseason's finale, um, Mustard had seven touches for 53 yards, and he averaged seven yards per carry. So I, I'm pretty certain to say that he's back in uh, Mustard form. Uh, Brandon Nayuk, I think he uh, he got, got him as a start. I got Debo as a start. Um, he go against one of the easiest matchups, Jeffrey Okuda. He is coming into his second year, but he just didn't look good in his first year. So I don't think he's going to make the jump like uh, like I did Trayvon uh, Diggs. He gave up a 76% catch rate last year. PFF graded him as a 42. Um, he gave up the most yards uh, per uh, route cover in the NFL also. So I definitely got both of them guys as a start. Of course, you're going to start George Kittle. Um, on the other side of the ball, um, 
Jared Goff, man, a new team with no wide receivers. That's pretty gross. Uh, the 49ers also gave up 20 points a uh, game to the um, quarterback last year with 252 yards in the air. But they have a lot of their healthy pieces back. Um, so I got Jared Goff as a sit. DeAndre Swift, I got him as a play this week. They say he's going to get the full running load out there. So uh, I don't. I got temporary expectations. I don't think it will be a big week. I think I got him around like 14, 15, just outside of that running back one conversation. Um, but he will be startable. Terrell Williams, I got him as a sit um, just because his matchup against Jason Verrett is pretty hard, and we just don't know what that Lions offense is going to look like. Every time I see the Lions offense uh, during the preseason, it looked pretty gross. Um, I know a lot of people talking about Quez Cephas. I got him also as a wait and see. The only person I really feel comfortable starting on that side of the ball is TJ Hawkinson, but I think he's an auto start pretty much. Everything I said. Um, if I can afford it, I think I would sit. I mean, if you can, like, if you can afford it, I would try to sit Swift in the game, uh, just because uh, they're heavy underdogs and the fact that San Francisco gave up the seventh fewest points to the running backs. Um, so only if you can any, afford it, though. But I think he'll be safe as a flex because he should get at least the volume. To, once to that be, about okay. Once that about him uh, that I didn't mention that anytime he did get 13 or more carries, he did score at least 14 fantasy points. Uh, so I feel like he'll at least get 13 carries now that we know he's a full-time starter and we know how he battled all last year, like going back and forth between being the starter and not the starter. So Swift or Debo asking for a friend. And uh, like flex, uh, uh, I'm always yeah. going to go running back over a flex in the, in the flex. Yeah, I just feel the like guaranteed volume. And I feel like this is a game where, you know, they can get up real quick. And if Debo ain't do nothing by halftime, it might be over with for the passing game. Yep. I know. Everything else they, I agree with. Okay. Oh, I'm saying that's why I just I was just gonna mention something about the flex position. I know um unless you're like a stud wide receiver, like a running back that's getting starting carries, he's gonna at least see the ball 20 times. And like you're not gonna get many wide receivers that's gonna get that much, that many, that much volume um of production or chances to produce at that much. So I'm always gonna go running back. Unless the matchup just says that I can't, but for the most part. Feel you. Yeah, um, just I agree with everything else you said. Um, I think I would be a little bit more confident. In Sermon, I know you say he's a star, but I feel like you can start him with confidence also. Yeah, especially because the matchup is so great. The they're seven and a half or what were they, seven and a half point uh phase. Yeah, seven and a half point. So they yeah, it's it's they're both in a smash fight, and we know they always have a committee back there. So I think they'll both get enough volume. On to the next game. We got the Browns at the Kansas City Chiefs, uh five and a half point. Favorites uh, over under 54 and a half. Hey, Javar, did you notice this? I noticed this while going through my notes, and I made sure I wrote this down in my notes to say before Carlos got to talking. Carlos got all the good games. Did you notice that? <laughs> bro, I just did every third game, starting with the second one, bro. I said, if y'all start y'all process earlier, y'all can get first pick, bro. I mean, shit. Oh, right? man, Carlos got the Chiefs game. I want to talk about the Chiefs. <laughs> I want to talk about Mahomes. You had the the Philly and Atlanta game. That's going to be a good one, too. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, But the the question is, um, I don't know if y'all saw this, but I I posted a stat. It was more so about Sammy Watkins. I I will say this about Sammy Watkins later, but no wide receiver not named Tyreek Hill has had over 70 um, 
targets since Patrick Mahomes has been the starter quarterback. It only happened one time, and that his name was Sammy Watkins, and that's because Tyreek Hill was suspended half that year, I believe. But I, that's the question. I feel like you already know who you're going to start on the Chiefs. So what about exactly. the wide receivers? That's the question. What are you going to do at wide receiver? You talking about for the Chiefs? Yeah, do you believe in Nicole yeah. Har- Harmon? Not this week. Again, week one. Um, definitely don't want to, you know, do nothing crazy like that last year in like a super deep league. Or maybe you have like a you had like an Evans Thursday night going against Mari Cooper. So you need like a mm. ceiling play. Maybe maybe you go for that. But uh, normal games, normal matchups. Now nah, I'm I'm, I'm going to hold off on starting Miko right now. Can you explain uh, what it sp- being about chasing points? Before, yeah, so basically, like if you go into after the Thursday night game, if you're in a you know, if you're projected to lose, you know, by a lot, like your percent chance of your odds of winning the game goes down. Like, for example, if you had an Evans versus Cooper, um, I like Mm -hmm. to maybe if I am on a fringe about two guys I'm thinking about starting, like I like to go with the guy that has like it that's going to be in the game with the higher over under. That's part of a higher powered offense that has that high A dot that has just like a higher ceiling. On the flip side, if I had, you know, if I had like a Jarvis Landry, if I, you know, if I had Mark Cooper, then I also had Jarvis Landry and Miko Harmon, then I would probably start somebody like Jarvis Landry who's going to have a high floor as opposed to Miko Harmon who can get you like 30 or zero easily. So exactly. That's how I like to approach it. Uh, but as far as the other guys, uh, so yeah, you know you're starting. I think it's pretty pretty clear. It's you start yeah. Mahomes, start uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire, start Hill and Kelsey. On Cleveland, that's where it gets a little tricky. Um Baker, you know, he ended the la- uh season last year on fire, averaging 21 points during the last six weeks. So I think he should continue that with the Browns as six and a half point underdogs and a high expected point total. I think it's what 52, did you say? Yeah, 54 Over 50 and a half. Yeah, so you know that um, they're going to need to score points to keep up with the Chiefs, and they, you know, he looked, he looked even looked good when they played him in the playoffs last year. So, with the year of finally having like an offensive coordinator and a coach of that continued continued continuity, <laughs> continuity, <laughs> that word up, continuity, woo! But yeah, Ooh, so he has right. that. Yeah, yeah. So I think he he's a solid QB two in super flex formats, and depending on your options, he could be like a streaming option this week. Chubb, of course, you're starting Hunt. I believe he's a solid RB2 this week. Uh, Kansas City allowed the 14th most points to the running back position. And then even if they fall behind, Cleveland was still fifth in rush percentage during games where they trailed last year by at least six points last year. So I think he still sees his usual 13 to 15 touches and a, you know has a chance to get into the end zone. Uh, as far as receivers, I, um, I'm starting to OBJ. Uh, I think he'll need to do most of his damage versus Mike Hughes. Uh, he's ranked at or uh, graded out as a 55 according to PFF last year. Allowed a 75% catch rate and also gave up 1.3 yards per route cover last year. So, of course, uh, and again, this is going to be a high scoring game. So, hopefully, uh, we can get some splash plays from OBJ. Uh, as far as Landry goes, I think he's more of a fringe starter. Like if you if you just need like some stability, I think he's going to get you know he's he'll have a nice a high floor. So and um. He was targeting on 24% of his routes last year. So, like I said, the volume should be there for him to give you a decent game. Just don't expect any, like, ceiling type of games from him. And I think Cooper also gets uh, elevated as a solid start in this high-scoring affair. They gave up the ninth po- most points to the tight end position last year. 
and he will see Hitchens, who was great out as a 51 and allowed a 78% catch rate. So um, I think he's a nice streaming option this week. Uh, two things. If OBJ doesn't start, who do you do you feel like is just Jarvis Landry and Hooper, or do you think um... – Johnny Peoples-Jones has been making a name for himself uh, this this offseason doing preseason. So if, if they name him the opposite starter uh, on the other side, I, I might – uh, it's a wait and see just to see what he's going to do. But um, Baker loves to find that guy when he's on the field. So I, I wouldn't mind him in the flex if you need him. more of a DFS, DFS play for me. I, could, I, I couldn't see myself starting him. Yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable at all. Darrell Williams, um, the backup running back for Kansas City. Uh, nah, not unless I'm just struggling at running back. So you drafted like Gus Edwards and – do you think he eats in the CEH's uh, usage? Maybe like goal line touches, but I don't think he yeah. really eats into you like said light goal line touches. touches. Like goal line touches is not a big thing. Uh, but I, I mean, but I don't think he just automatically takes over. I think he might get a couple goal line touches. He's not on the map. All of them. Yeah, yeah he's not on the map, gay. Okay. Uh, he's a hang guy. Anything else? Mm-mm. I think that uh, on to the next game. We got Miami at the Patriots. Patriots a three point favorite with a 43 and a half point over under. Uh, the year of the Mac is starting, man. Mac attack. He's officially the Patriots starter. How you feel about the, uh, the Patriots? Uh, going in the first game, you know, uh, it's Mac rookie. Uh, I don't feel comfortable with him. Um, they drafted him so late that it should be easy to sit him. I mean, like person, whoever got him on, on your squad, he was so late that you should be able to sit him. The Dolphins allowed eight yards per pass attempt last year, but it's still a tough start for him because this team should be run heavy to start the season just to help Mac acclimate himself to the league. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at with Mac. Moving on to Damian Harris, he's the only running back back there as a, uh, uh Stevenson hurt his thumb, but he's still able to go. That's crazy. So uh Harris should get a lot of the carries. Not worried about anybody stealing his goal line carries. Newton is out of town. So Harris is gonna get the red zone carries. The defense of the Dolphins have allowed around four uh yards per carry last year. Harris is a defense running back to play in this um heavy run offense. Even better if you got him in your flex. Wait to see how much Mac Jones checked down to running backs before I'm comfy comfy with starting somebody like uh, James White. Uh, moving on, the wide receivers. The Dolphins have allowed nine yards per target to wide receiver last year. The safe play is Jacoby Myers, who has been a strong separation, who has shown strong separation skills and should command a decent target share. I like him in your flex, but he could also be in as your wide receiver three if you're having problems or somebody got injured. I can't trust Aguilar right now. He's a risky play. And uh, Kendrick Bourne, he shouldn't be on your radar. Next up is Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith are both in, um, going to get targets at the tight end. We just don't know the breakdown and how that would be utilized. Smith has the big play potential, but Hunter is coming back from a shoulder injury. So I feel like Jonu may get Pepper more targets and get more burn. This is a hard sit um, because they are the focal point of the team. So, but uh, I will sit first. Sit both of them if you can for the first week. Hunter has been battling injury and uh, Jonu should get a little advantage. So that's the only one I feel comfortable starting at the two tight ends right now. 
I'm I'm starting Jonu. Yeah, I, I missed it. I said yeah, start Jonu. I'm gonna say start Jonu and sit Hunter Henry because of the shoulder injury. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Gaseki or Jonu? Jonu. I'll go with Gaseki. Mm, I think I would go Jonu as well. Uh, but I do like Damon Harris. I, I think I, I like Damon Harris a lot this week, um, actually. Yep, matchup isn't the best, but like you said, Stevenson is banged up, so I think he, he should get more work. Um, and then he's going to get the goal line work along with the majority of the work between the tackles. So just not going to get no receiving work, but I still think he's a nice flex option. Yeah. All right, moving along to the side of the ball. My boy, Tua, you know what I'm saying? Roll tight in the building. He is a breakout sleeper candidate for uh, most of the offseason, but it's best to wait and see one game and see how it goes. The Patriots get back. Dante Hightower and Calvin Nor, <coughs> excuse me, and they also added Matt Judon this offseason to that stack front sip. The Patriots will be run heavy, limiting two of passing opportunities, and the Patriots defense allowed nine passing TDs and averaged the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks at home last year. So two is a sit for me this first game, moving on to Miles Gaskins. He said to be the workhorse right now. They still have Michael Brown back there who should get touches, but they're not enough to hurt Gaskins' value. The Patriots defense has allowed around four yards per carry last year, but that's without the three big names I mentioned earlier. Gaskins should have enough workload in the rushing and receiving department to be wearing a running back two start. But uh, I love him as a flex play. Moving on, the wide receivers. The Patriots have allowed 150 receiving yards per game last year to wide receivers. And the eight fewest fantasy points um, to wide receivers as a whole. It's a tough matchup, and it's still some uncertainty around the offense. I would sit both guys if I could, but I'm not against starting them in your flex. I got Parker, who has upside as wide receiver three, maybe two, if he uh, – well, three range because he's going to get volume. Waddle is more so a four with upside because he has that big playability. Uh, Gasicki, um, it's in the market. I, I I like him. He was showing some uh, connection with Tua during the preseason. He's been playing basically the slide guy since Fuller has been out and should see a lot of targets. So I like him as a, a front end, um, tight end two, back end one. Uh, just a report came across. Austin Eckler expected to play in week one. Let's get it. So, decisions, uh, decisions. There's no decision. Play Austin Eckler if he's on the field. Uh, I know, I know. I'm scared, though. I ain't going to lie. Uh, Gaskin, what did you say about him? Do you say that you were, would see him if possible? No, 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 no. I said he's wearing a start in your running back two slot because he's going to be involved in a running and passing game. But I love him as a flex. Gotcha. Yeah, I like it, man. Uh, yeah, I don't. Like I, I think I'm sitting. I'm sitting all the receivers from Miami, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, they got their their defense back, bro. Didn't weren't they missing a lot of their cornerbacks? Stephon Gilmore is he's out, though. Still out, but it's just oh, that he is, he's still out. It just who they added to Matt Judon, bro. In the preseason, that yeah, the defense that is still the must. defense. They still them. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm sitting all the receivers, and then Will Fuller is not playing. So yeah, I'm not comfortable starting any of those guys. That's why I like Kasiki. He should get a lot of targets, mainly playing that slot guy. Or they could just get their ass beat. Like the Patriots could just come out there and beat their ass. I feel like. 
Yeah, the Bron- Oh, you gotta clip that. The Broncos are three uh point favorites against the Giants. Of four, look at the games I get forty one point over uh forty one and a half point over under. Uh, Danny Dimes. Uh, uh he finished twenty fourth last year playing uh fourteen games, throwing uh four hundred and forty eight times, a little under three thousand yards, and only eleven touchdowns. Uh, he did show some rushing upside. Um, fun fact: he was the sixth highest rushing quarterback back last year with um, a little bit over 400 yards rushing. Uh, the Broncos did give up 237 passing yards through the air yet last year and allowed 20 points to the quarterback a game and 20 rushing yards to the quarterback per game. Um, but they did add a lot of big pieces in that secondary, so it's a brand-new defense pretty much right now. Um, so I don't really think you can use a lot of last year's um, stats. Um I'm sitting Danny Dimes regardless. We don't even got to keep going about that. Uh, Saquon Barkley has been listed as the starter, but I feel like you should temper your expectations. I don't know if he'll have like that big Saquon Barkley day in his first week, but I'm never betting against the God, and I got him in too many places for me to say that. So I hope he come out there and come get – that would be crazy. First first play touchdown, Saquon Barkley touched the ball. And it's That would be some epic shit right there. I can't even flex. Uh, Kenny G, who's been uh now listed as off the injury report, he will be playing Sunday. Um, the last time we did see him, he was producing, averaging seven targets a game, putting up double digit points uh, through four weeks. Uh, Cal Fuller is projected to be in coverage on him most of the day. But PFF graded him a 64 last year, he only gave up a 55% catch rate on 600 targets. Um, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so he coming from the Washington Redskins, I mean, the Washington football team. So it's not last year, like I was saying, they have new people. So I, I think if you're going to start Kenny G, I was already thinking about not starting him just because I don't think he's all the way fully healthy. Um, but so just temper your expectations on him. Um, Sterling Shepard, this won't be the matchup to start him going against Bryce Callahan. Um, so I would sit him. Uh, Darius Slayton, who led the team in targets last year with 94, uh, played all 16 games, 751 yards, and three touchdowns would be expected to be covered by uh, – they have a stacked secondary, bro. Like, all three of them are, like, beasts. Uh, Ronald Darby, um, who gave up a 55% catch rate. I think nobody gave up over a 60% catch rate or nothing – 60% or below. Something crazy like that. Um, I got everybody else to sit. Uh, Evan Ingram is out. I don't think you want to start the tight end behind him either. Um, on the other side of the ball, we got Teddy Two Gloves starting. Uh, last year, he finished quarterback 19. Um, he was the third in adjusted completion percentages uh, with 80% of his passes being completed last year. Um, the Giants did give up 237 yards through the air and only 18 fantasy points per game. That's the fifth fewest in the NFL. So I got like sit Teddy Bridgewater this week, especially in one QB leagues and two QB leagues. I think you could start him um, if you just have to. Would you start Teddy Bridgewater or Carson Wentz? Mm. Teddy Bridgewater. Pick him. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He, got, he got better weapons. I go with Teddy. You're right. Because I feel like he won't hurt you. I feel like it's a, still a possibility. Carson Wentz, you know, we talked about it last episode, but he's we, we don't know how he's going to look out there. So, um, To the running backs, we got Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. The Giants were the 10th 
in the NFL with fewest rushing yards allowed to the running backs, only 111 per game. Uh, they did give up a lot of receptions out of the backfield, though, second in the NFL with at least five receptions in the game to running back position. So I think Melvin Gordon has a little bit of a, a flex potential. I got him in the 20 somewhere. I'm not looking at my rankings right now. Oh, I have I wrote it down here. <laughs> I have him 27th. Uh, so I think he's going to get the starter volume for sure. And with them not – the Giants being a stingy run defense, I just think it'll be a game for him to get a lot of dump off passes. Um, Javante Williams is a wait and see for me. Um, I just don't know, especially with that low over under, like how much volume he'll actually get. Um, because I do think Melvin Gordon is going to surprise a lot of people with the amount of touches that he gets. Okay. Yeah, definitely that first week. Definitely that first week. I think I'm, I'm okay starting Javante if you need to. But uh, I, I am more comfortable with Melvin. I don't mind either of them in the flex. If if you got Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams in your flex, I think um, they're going to put up some flex numbers. I mean, you know, their floors is flex numbers. That's what I mean. I, I think Javante Williams could finish RB4, and I don't think that's in Melvin Gordon's day. Like, I feel like that's a – like, I wouldn't be surprised if Javante Williams finished, you know what I'm saying, somewhere like RB3. 40 something you know what i mean but on the flip side i feel like i i wouldn't be surprised if he didn't either though and if it was like flip i just because javante sat that last game so was that because he had that starting spot or was it just because they wanted to give gordon more run like we don't know that's what we gotta uh play detective see with that exactly uh on to the wide receivers jerry judy finished last year as a number 45 wide receiver with 110 targets um 856 yards three touchdowns uh seventh in total air yards only 59 percent of his targets were catchable that's the third most in the nfl so that's pretty gross uh he will see uh james bradbury the seventh highest graded cornerback according to pff last year uh he's t- actually tied with Jalen ramsey um, so I got temporary expectations when it comes to Jerry Judy, man. Um, I actually got him in my, as my wide receiver 39 this week. I know the hype is big on Jerry Judy, but me personally, I want to temper my expectations on him. Uh, I know Carlos probably, you want to talk about Jerry Judy? I know you like Jerry Judy. Yeah, just be, uh, he does see a tough matchup on the outside, but he did play a third of his snaps in the slot last year. So you're looking for him to get his most of his reduction there and he, where he'll see Darnay Holmes, who was great out as a 49 and allowed a 79% catch. So, um, so, yeah, I'm comfortable with him. <laughs> you know, somebody else wanted to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She went crazy. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm, I'm off to Judy this week. Uh, Courtland. Cortland Sutton, though, I like Cortland. I do not like <laughs> I don't like Cortland <laughs> Sutton either this week. Um, first game back from injury in 2019, he did go off. Uh, he was wide receiver 20, uh, over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. He did score a touchdown also in his preseason debut, debut uh, he, but he'll see a lot of Dory Jackson or, like if Carlos like if Carlos mentioned, or James Bradbury, if Jerry Judy is playing in slab. Either way, the matchup is going to be a little bit rough for him on the outside there. Uh, Dory Jackson was a former first-round pick from the Tennessee Titans, so I still think he has first-round potential. He was the, the number 21 cornerback in 2019, um, uh, number 21 coverage corner in the according to PFF in 2019. And the only reason he didn't play last year, he had a lot of injuries and some other probably background stuff with the Titans. I don't know, it was weird. But he's a first-round pick, and they just let him go. So 
the Giants got a steal there. Um, so I got typical expectations with Cortland, but I do got Cortland ranked higher than Jerry Judy. So if I was going to start one of the two, it'd be Judy uh, Sutton. Yeah, definitely Judy for me, but KJ Hamler. I don't I don't like KJ Hamler this week. Uh Noah Fent um finished as a tight end 15 last year. He only had 40 catches, 562 yards, and three touchdowns. He always seemed to be playing hurt for some reason. Like he always seemed to like, but he always plays through it. It's weird. Uh, but he does see a lot of targets, especially um when it comes to tight ends, averaging around six last year. The Giants give up about five receptions uh a game to tight ends last year. So matched up against uh, Raglan, the the linebacker who gave up seventy five percent catch rate. I think Noah Fant is a safe start this week. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. So Courtland Sutton and Noah Fant is out of out on that side of the ball for me. And Melvin Gordon. Courtland Sutton or Kenny G. Courtland Sutton. Yeah, we go Sutton over him also. Um, I'm trying to sit Kenny G wherever I can, man. Like it's I'm not confident at all this first week but i don't like kenny g at all this week either especially with danny dimes throwing the ball because danny dimes is just not good he's pretty gross got danny dimes you got him practically having no off season with a new team and then Mm -hmm. we don't know how healthy he is so that's three strikes you're out and a little over under so four strikes even Get out of here. And I can see Darius Slayton getting the touchdown, even though I, I don't feel comfortable starting him, but just because they already had the rapport. So, uh, Javar, you had anything to say? I know you muted yourself. Nah, y'all did a good job. I'm proud of y'all. All right, <laughs> on to the next game. We got a three-and-a-half-point favorite Green Bay at the Saints. I guess who game this is? Um, <laughs> oh, shit, man. What a coincidence, bro. 49-and-a-half. <laughs> 49 and a half point over under. Uh, James Winston getting his first start as the Saint, uh, but he goes up against a pretty tough Packer defense. Um, do you feel comfortable starting him this week, Los? I not in a one QB league. I think he's safe in a two QB league. It's a high over under, so I think I would I would feel pretty good about him as as you know your second quarterback. Um. Yeah, so uh, that's how I feel about him. Of course, you're starting the <laughs> running back, the running back Camara. Don't know about Tony Jones. I know that that second running back kind of gets that, you know, that bump in that offense because Camara is they really don't force feed him the ball between the tackles. He does get his usual touches, but we'll see with Tony Jones. Um, Callaway though, I, that uh, one I'm kind of having some 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 thoughts about, bro. I know you know he's going to be the number one guy out there. So, I mean, he should see the volume, and it is a high over under. But it just, I guess, it just depends on who you're starting him over. Um, I know he will see, he'll see a, he'll see a lot of Kevin King. I know the other guy was, I forgot his name. His name is not coming to me. The other cornerback they got out there, who? Green Bay's other cornerback, Jay Alexander. Yeah, so he'll see a mixture of Jair the best cornerback in the league. Yeah, so he'll want to see most of his production from Kevin King. Uh, he was only graded out as a fifty-six and allowed a nice catch rate of sixty-nine percent. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe as like a flex play, uh, I'm cool with. But I probably would try to look for other options. Uh, as far as tight ends go, Troutman was—he's uh, not on the final injury report, so it looks like he will pay uh, play. But I'm kind of. Not really 
on him this week. Um, somebody I do want to keep my eye on, bro, maybe like a DFS play is Juwan Johnson. Um, this is a guy that was converted from a wide receiver to a tight end. He was Who's up that Pokemon? Yeah, he was lined up in a slot on 50% of his snaps during the preseason, 11th among tight ends in yards per route run, and third in ADOT. So he does have that high ceiling. And if, if Troutman is still kind of banged up, then he could see something, but more of a, like a DFS play for for Juwan Johnson. So it's pretty narrow there, man. You're starting Kamara, everybody else. Maybe not look for a lot. I could see Kamara yeah. having a fucking six touchdown game or something. Exactly. Again. Exactly. On the other side, of course, you're starting Devontae Adams. You're starting um, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. Robert Tunyon. So they allowed the uh, Saints allowed the 10th most points to the tight end position last year. He is a regression candidate because, you know, he saw um, a lot of yeah, touchdowns. Like- and what, yeah, like he he didn't have a lot. Like he had a couple of three touchdown touchdown games. I thought I had that in here. Yeah, so but he is a regression candidate. But I think that should be offset by the additional volume, which I believe he deserves. He was 10th in yards per route run among tight ends last year, caught 90% of his targets, and he does line up on 70% of his snaps out wide, which was the eighth most among tight ends. So I Yo. think he's going to be pretty much operating as their wide receiver too. What up, what up? So I like the, yeah, I like the matchup in this game, so I'm, I'm fine starting him. And Lazard, he I think I want to wait and see with him. Um, you know, he he started off hot last year, then he got injured and he never really looked the same. He'll see a lot of the rookie, Paulson Adebo, I think his last name is. Sorry if I'm messing it up. But I'm concerned he won't see the volume this week to be fantasy relevant. And Green Bay had the tenth fewest percent of pass plays in games where they were favorite last year. So I'm not looking to start Adam Lazard and Neither MVS, so pretty narrow game here, man. I know it's a it's an exciting game, but it's it's pretty narrow who you will want to start and sit here. You yeah, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, um, exactly. You got a question for you, Carlos? Gaskin or Tyson Williams? Ooh, I think I would go Tyson Williams right there. Uh, you know he's gonna get the volume. Um, Latavius Murray might play, but he's still – he just got there, so I, I don't see him having, like, a legit role. So, I think Tyson Williams is definitely the guy this week. Who they playing? Matchup, think, asking. Yeah, uh, the Raiders. They play the Raiders. So oh, yeah. Matchup. Favorites in that game compared to Gaskin in a tough matchup where they're an underdog. So, I think I feel more comfortable going Tyson. You feel the same, Gabe? Uh, yeah, I like Tyson. I get to him in, in my breakdown of that game. All right, got one more for you. You can you can start off with that one, Gabe. Uh, T. Higgins or Tyson Williams? Oh shit! See, this is one of the times where, you know, I was saying I always start running backs in the flex, but right. yeah, that's hard. I probably go T. Higgins. I, I like, probably go T. Higgins. The upside is there. I feel like the upside is there. I don't know. I don't yeah, feel like you can't go wrong. It's quite what you need. If you need some upside, I go T. Higgins. Well, I think they both play. have safe floors. I think they both get you around the, the same amount of points. Actually, probably something like that. Like, I don't think it'll be like too far off. Can't go wrong. And our rankings, our rankings do reflect that T. Higgins is higher in the flex yeah. rankings. So. Um, on to the next game. We got the Bears at the Rams, nine uh, point favorites over under 46 and a half points. Andy Dalton, for some reason, is getting the start. Um, 
how do you any doubt is so gross like i don't even think he's you have, gross you have, just, two, you have two days uh naggy to to come to your senses bro i don't even think it's gross i just think it's gross decide, that justin fields is on the bench that's the gross part about yeah, it no, it's no, really no. weird i think he's, it's gross he's stubborn, he's stubborn guy we're still talking about any dog <laughs> You know he's still yes. playing. You know, okay. I think he's a good he's a good backup quarterback. I would love him to be my backup quarterback on my team. You know what I'm saying? But as far as start, I, I'm not getting hyped over Andy Dalton to start. And as far as fantasy, Andy Dalton is a never start. Um, just go off last year, he averaged 15 points on the Cowboys' flooded offense with all that talent. So I definitely don't trust Andy Dalton in Chicago, especially against. Um, uh, a top defense in the Rams, so he's a sit, always a sit. David Montgomery is a must start each week. He's the only running back on the team at the moment, but temper expectations that the Rams have allowed around four yards per rush last year. And uh, against the Rams, must he had 19 touches and 69 yards last year. Wide receivers, this is a tough max matchup for this group. Robson has great numbers. I mean, Robson doesn't have great numbers against the Bears. But you uh, have to start him. He plays for the Bears. I mean, Robinson. <sighs> yes. All right. <laughs> Robinson has had great numbers for the Bears, but he hasn't had put up great numbers against the Rams. In the last games against the Rams, this is his stat line. Five for 42, zero touchdowns. Four for 15, zero touchdowns. Four for 70, and zero touchdowns. Both Darius Williams Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey were top eight in coverage rating last year. Sit Mooney for this game as well. Um, Cole Commit has been talked about a lot this season. He averaged around nine yards uh, per catch. Therefore, he would need volume to be fantasy relevant. The Rams have allowed 1.5 fantasy points per touch to tight ends last year. Sit Commit as well. Um, Y'all got anything to add on uh, that matchup? I'm trying to sit anybody on that Bears team that I can, to be honest with you. You know how you were saying you were fading? Um, was it DeAndre Swift? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm. I, that's how I feel about Monty, just because that Rams defense is so good, bro. Like when I think about yeah, it, they have like two 99 uh, yeah. players. Yeah, you know, that's true. You know they're gonna try to run just to try to, you know. You know, keep money. You don't know that because Matt Nagy don't even know to start the best quarterback. Yeah, they're gonna have to do you play Andy action. Dalton, sorry. You better right. Run. You you're not they're not gonna let Andy Dalton just sit back there and pass. So they're gonna but, try to run and set up some play action or something. But Whatever you mentioned it. You mentioned it. Is. But you mentioned it, like you said, like last year we saw, like I mean, I'm pretty sure they came into the game with the mindset of we're gonna try to run the ball too, and they only got 69 yards. So I'm just saying, as far as fantasy wise, That's you should nice. temper your expectations, huh? It is nice. That's nice. They just like <laughs> gonna let Dog and go out, go out here against the hard teams these first couple of games, and then we'll bring uh, the rookie in. I think like the fifth, fourth game, they got an easy matchup or something like that. So we'll see. Moving on to the other side of the ball, Matthew Stafford has found a new home after all those years in Detroit. The Bears have allowed around seven yards per pass attempt on sixty percent completion rate to quarterbacks last year. Uh, well, you drafted Matt Stafford, you most likely got to start him. So uh, not to get into that. Uh, Darrell Henderson is a must-start for the first couple of weeks until Sony catches up. Even with Sony getting a couple touches, Henderson will be startable. 
the Bears have allowed 13 points uh, per game to running backs and um, or, and around four yards per carry. The last time they played, the Rams ran the ball 25 times for 121 yards and one touchdown. Henderson is a bona fide running back too this week, whereas Sony is more of a sit just to wait and see. Moving on to the wide receivers, both of those guys are wide receiver twos this week with Cup having a little better matchup than Woods. The Bears' uh, best cornerback, Jalen Johnson, doesn't cover slot that much, and that's where Cup plays. Um, and there's, uh, but don't counsel uh, Woods out. Last year, Woods played 48% of his uh, snaps in the slot as well. So I, you can start both of these guys. They got an upgrade in quarterback. They're going to have to throw, and uh, and it's McVay offense. So you start both of these guys with no problem. On to Tyler Higby. The Bears allowed a catch rate of around 70% to tight ends last year, um, around seven yards per target, making Higby a decent streamer option. Stafford loves the tight end too, so I don't mind you starting Higby this week. Uh, anything in that? Uh, I only have one thing. Uh, I think the Bears' defense, rush defense, that is, was so bad last year because they was missing a lot of key components, especially uh, defensive tackle Akeem Hicks. Uh, he's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. So he's now uh-huh. back. So that's also something to monitor. So I'm not as high um, on Daryl Henderson. I actually moved him like to running back three this week. He's like 25, like right on the cusp. That's yeah, his I got him down as like a middling. No, I actually have him. I moved him down also. So he's a high end RB3. So um, I could see running back two numbers just because Sony's not up to speed yet. And they were pretty run heavy, even in the games where they came in as well. In the games where they came in as faves, they're um, pretty heavy phase in this game, so he should get enough run to not sink you. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Love Higby this week too. Love Higby. Is it? Yeah, that's all I got. Yep. All right, I think we finally here. I guess they left me this one. Are you ready for some football? A night party. Yeah. Uh, The Ravens have the Monday night football game against the Raiders. uh, Four-point favorite the Ravens are with an over-under of 50 points. Of course, we know we're going to start Lamar Jackson. Tyson Williams is probably who everybody wants to hear us talk about. Uh, The Raiders gave up 125 yards on the ground last year per game, allowing the fourth most points to the running back position. Um. I don't know the the Tyson Williams measurables if you haven't seen him play or or yeah just seen him period. Uh, he's six foot, two hundred and twenty pounds compared to Gus Edwards, who's six foot one, two hundred thirty-one pounds. So they're pretty much the same size. Um, during the preseason, he finished second in breakaway percentage. This um, and fourth in elusive ratings uh, with compared to running backs with 24 or more carries. So that's pretty much running backs that started um, during the preseason or like the, the back end running backs. So he was one of the best running backs out there when he was on the field, uh, 24 carries for 130 yards. And he even was a pass catcher out of the backfield with eight catches. I think he had like 11 targets during the preseason during his limited amount of uh, touches. So I do think he's one of the better snap starts. We already know that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are one of the best running defenses in the league. And I feel like the Ravens are a perfect team to see if Tyson Williams can do it against because they just suck at stopping the run. Um, they haven't got – they got they picked up a couple pieces. They picked up um, KJ, KJ Wright, the linebacker. But, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to stop the rushing offense of the – 
Baltimore Ravens. So I do think you can start Tyson Williams with confidence this week. Uh, yeah, man, don't overthink it as far as Tyson Williams. Moving forward, though, because we didn't talk about it in our news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I def- definitely think he gets the he gets the workload this week, and I think it's like a tryout to see like who like is he going to have the keys to the backfield and Latavius be the one B or is he going to be like a true competition after week one? So, how do y'all feel about that? Yeah, definitely something to watch, especially you know if you got uh, Tyson Williams, you definitely need to be glued just seeing what type of player you got. So after the game, you you know if you want to move him and what to move him for. So definitely. Enough. Another thing about um, that is even if he does, uh, like I do think Latavius Murray is going to get some touches uh, next week or going forward into the whoever the running back, the other running back is going to be. We already knew there was going to be a running back by committee uh, type situation back there. So I do. I still think Tyson Williams won't fall to like not in the rotation. I feel like he'll either be yeah, the, yeah. he'll either be the J.K. Diamonds of the rotation or he'll be the Gus Edwards. Either way, I mean, we just thought he was going to be the J.K. Diamonds. We was all cool with him being the Gus Edwards, like two days ago. You know what I mean? So I not think, as cool with it. As not as cool. One B though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody got a lot cooler. You no, know? I'm sorry about that. But I mean, if, if I had to pick, I mean, I I I feel like Latavius Murray will be the guy. But mm-hmm. like I said, this this he has the chance to prove it to the coaches that yeah, yeah. he's the guy to be back there. But we know that Latavius has the experience and he's coming off his best year last year, like in terms of yards per carry and all that shit. So, um, yeah, I definitely think Latavius Murray is a must own. Also, so um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that how that shakes out. Bro, this is crazy, bro. The turn events of this backfield just how, how it's like, oh yeah, JK Dive is gonna be I'm here yelling, he's gonna be break out. Then it's like, oh now we're riding the gust of bus and just that quick, you know, flat tires on man, it's crazy, bro. Just we went from we went from debating JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards to freaking Tyson Williams and <laughs> Latavius Murray, bro. Like right. fantasy football is so awesome, bro. I love this it. This is crazy. <laughs> Players we thought we would have never been players we thought we would never been you know here discussing about that's crazy fast on to the uh wide receivers marquise hollywood brown uh back at practice (laughs) she should be starting um had a slow start last week but he did post decent numbers the last six weeks of double digit fantasy points each of those weeks uh six touchdowns through those six weeks um he will be going against casey howard however though who only gave up a 48 percent catch rate last year lamar jackson already already only throws the ball like 23 to 25 times a game um so i think the volume is always something to be scary about but i do think him I don't think he's going to be actually be the top target leader as people think. I know people are going to probably think I'm crazy, but I think Sammy Watkins will actually lead as long as he's healthy will lead the team in um, targets. They say he's been having a great camp out there and he hasn't been hurt yet. So I think that's the only thing that stops Sammy Watkins. Like lead the team or lead the wide receiver? Lead the wide receivers. receivers. Okay. Okay. Sammy Watkins spent a lot of his, uh, year hurt last year only played 10 games um and i already mentioned about the the mahomes not having a wide receiver too so i don't think that was already always on semi Watkins as much as people put it on him i think that could have been a lot to do with just kansas city doesn't want a wide receiver too bro and they just showed you that like since 2017 they haven't had one with 70 targets and that's not even a lot of targets for wide receiver two. they just need a placeholder Exactly. They just need somebody to run out there on the field. Hey, bro, do something like this. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, whatever your name is, uh, we might throw you the ball a couple of times. We might not. You know what I'm saying? Just 
just be happy to be here, bro. We're gonna win some Super Bowls. That should be dope as hell if we can like do that shit. Like, yo, just, <laughs> yeah, like sign ups. Like, who wants to be the wide receiver two for the Chiefs this week? Yeah, man, just hey, come, come here. on down. Like, <laughs> so nah, I do think I'd be like guys in that forty video. The forty, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's pulling hamstrings and sh- nah, I ain't going. Yeah. <laughs> I do think so. I don't think Sammy Watkins is a start this week, but I do think you should wait and see. Um, but I do think he will be playable um, as the year goes forward. Um, Mark Marcus, uh, damn, I forgot his name. That quick. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, of course, you know he's going to be a starter. He's going to start. He actually has one of the better matchups this week. Um, Tylen Watson. Tylen Wallace is somebody I know that people want to talk about. I think he's a wait and see. Um, it's just even though Rashad Bateman is out, I do think Tyson Tylen Wallace. Well, I can't say his name. Tylen Wallace w- was one of the steals of the draft, and I do think he'll have a very productive year. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. Um, but I, I want to wait and see, especially week one. Like I said, don't get crazy. Um, on the other side of the ball, or the, I want to refute my Sammy Watkins. I didn't let y'all get to say nothing. But I was I said sit him this week, so it don't matter. If if any week, this might be the week, bro, because he seems like he has a history of going off that week one. It's like a Deshaun Jackson type where it just seems like they go off week one and oh yeah. yeah. I could easily see him, I could easily see him getting like a touchdown on a big pass or something. I just can't feel comfortable with you going out of He's chasing points or something like that for sure. Yeah, I I I like it for uh week one, but not a yearly weekly thing. Um, on the other side of the ball, we got Derek Carr, uh, the starter going against the Ravens, who allowed only 221 yards through the air last year, six fewest in the NFL, and gave up the 18 points to the quarterback position in the game. Uh, finished 13th last year, tied for eighth in the adjusted completion rate, a little bit over 4,100 4, yards, 27 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. So he never really hurts you, bro. He only had like really three dud games. Like, but when he dud it, it was like a dud, dud. I think he had like negative points. That was really crazy. The Falcons of all people, that shit was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. It was crazy to see. I, like, I, see, I told him. y'all we had a five defense. Bro. But I started him. That. I started him that week for some somewhere. I started him that week, and he literally got me negative points. It's really, oh man. Anyway, bro. But I think to think he has a safe floor. But I, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him in one QB week, one QB leagues for sure against the Ravens. But in two QB leagues, I think you could do worse. Um, Derek Carr or Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. That might go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Car. I think, uh, regardless, you're gonna have to like throw the ball. Like with the amount of pressure that defense is gonna produce, I think the ball's gonna be in the air. Uh, the backfield situations: the Ravens gave up an average of 15 points to the running backs position last year. Uh, they did give up five carries, five receptions per game out of the backfield. Um, so that's a lot of receptions. So I think Drake could have a, be a sneaky play this uh, week. Uh, touchdowns is something that they don't give up. Um, they tied for a loss in average of rush. I don't know what just happened. They tossed for, they tied for the least uh, average rushing touchdowns a game. Um, so they don't really give, I think it was like 0.4 touchdowns a game, something like that. Um, so temporary expectations on Josh Jacobs in the backfield because we know he doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield because they just doesn't want to, they don't want to do that for him and they went and got Ken Drake. So I feel like, nah, I don't even know. I, I don't. I wouldn't feel comfortable starting Kenyon Drake unless I absolutely had to. But I know where you draft where you drafted Josh Jacobs at. You had to roll him out there. But I definitely moved him down in my rankings this week. 
Um, how you feel about that? Agreed. He's uh, it's just not so often you see a first round running back dependent on game flow. Um, mm-hmm. But that's how he's been used, bro. So last year he averaged 19.6 half PPR points in games where they won. And he averaged almost eight points, no, over eight points less uh, at 11.3 in the games that they lost. So I don't, I mean, I don't think that they are, I mean, it's only like a, what, a four point over or a line or whatever. They're only four point underdog. So it's, it's possible that they keep it close. But if it does get out of hand, then you know that Josh Jacobs is, is going to be game scripted out. So definitely want to temper mm-hmm. expectations with him. I think they didn't bring King and Drake in there for no reason. Um, the wide receivers, man, only one wide receiver I really feel comfortable starting. I know Henry Ruggs and uh, more so uh, Brandon Edwards is the, the talk of the town. And I do think Edwards will have a, a good year, but I want to wait and see for him. Um, I just feel like you could do better, especially week one. Um, he's probably on a lot of people's um, – waiver wires anyway yeah um, what you want to see with edwards is is volume i'm not expecting exactly. him to get a have a big game but if he can get be like the leading target just get enough volume bro then you might have something whatever edwards. the distribution is uh henry ruggs uh, i feel like maybe if you're chasing points it's more like a miko Harmon type situation but I, i've never been a big henry ruggs uh fan myself uh, but hunter Rentfro, especially with marlon humphrey being out at the slot corner um that's uh Derek Carr's third highest passing option last year. Um Darius Watson, the rookie, will be taking over for uh Marlon Humphrey. Um with the high over under, I see he him getting a, a good amount of target. You speak you spoke on volume. I see him getting a, a good amount of that volume. And of course he's gonna start the Waller man. Um they, uh Travis Kelsey only scored one touchdown in three regular season matchups against them in the last three years, but he did see eight targets a game in during those three years. Um, so volume is key against the Waller. Raiders. No, Kelsey. Kelsey. I know I was Kelsey? just making a comparison. Oh, okay. Like, gotcha, like gotcha. as far as not like number one tight ends facing the Ravens, they don't give up a lot of touchdowns. But if you get in the volume, like Travis Kelsey's getting like eight fine. targets a game, uh, Darren Waller, I see him getting eight targets so you should be fine starting Darren Waller there wait so Marlon Humphrey's out Marcus Peters Marcus Peters that's oh, Peter. say so they're missing two quarterbacks no 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 Mar- Marcus Peters but Marcus Peters covers okay. the slot that's okay. what I meant to gotcha, say gotcha. okay uh, yeah that's it that's the last game that'll do it week one man now the anxiety begins because I'm down in yes, a lot sir. of leagues and so I gotta come back so Sunday is here Whenever you yeah, I feel to like this. the fantasy gods are trying to help me redeem myself, bro, because I'm playing Antonio. I mean, if you remember last year, he beat me in marathon when I sat Jalen Hurts over yeah. Russell Wilson. I feel like, and I'm down big. I started Evans against Cooper. So it's like, they, it's like they're telling me, like, bro, start Jalen Hurts. This is your chance to Who's your option? redeem yourself. Aaron Rodgers and freaking Russell Wilson. It's just like, bro, I'm sitting one of them. Jalen Hurts will be in my start in my lineup this this week, bro. I'm not. Man, if I lose, I'm already down by freaking thirty points, bro. Like I'm, I don't I lose, know against lose, them Falcons. You know, you know, you know how it's, what exactly, I think the Falcons bro. gonna do. They gonna, uh, gonna suck against quarterbacks. If you're looking for our rankings, man, make sure you go to www.ffinsession. Oh shit! Why I spell session out, but ffinsession.com. Well, I spell it like that. FFinsession.com. Um, check out, check us out on any social media, wherever you see social media at. Uh, 
Yeah, man. Week 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 one is here. Sunday will be um on probably some social media platform. If we're not somewhere bugging out. Uh, so yeah, make make sure you hit us up if you want some start sit advice or whatever, whatever may have you. Good luck week one to everybody. Good I'm not luck. playing. Um, yeah, am, I playing y'all? am I playing you? I don't even look at. I don't even look at names, bro. It'd be so weird, bro. I just be like, there's so many leagues, bro. I just be like, line up. Only people I look for is y'all, motherfuckers, Antonio, and my brother. Like, <laughs> those guy, like I'm, I'm marking those games on my calendar. <laughs> but other than that, though, man, we'll see y'all next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll see some smiley faces in here. Hopefully, we won't be too bad. We'll try to keep a tally of like our games because we're in so many leagues so we'll see who has the best um overall record by the end of the year between the three of us it'll probably be me we out Psych. peace it probably will though